Hi guys, I'm Jess. And I'm Heidi. And welcome to another episode of Betty Squared. Today we are looking at Chapter 81, The Homecoming. I found movies on IMDb called Homecoming, but nothing called The Homecoming. So I think my time with IMDb might be done as far as Riverdale goes. I mean, that's a pretty lasting relationship. It might just come, you know, come about in different ways now, because I can't imagine it's over, over. Right. I mean, IMDb <laughs> is like my my little baby, where I'm like, where have I seen that actor before? Quick, I'll go on IMDb. Hey, who directed this movie? Wait, there was a blooper. Did somebody on IMDb catch this? I actually, uh, I caught a blooper on a completely unrelated TV show uh, earlier today, and I was I was very proud of myself. I love finding goofs. That's always so fun. Me too. Me too. (laughs) Uh, I did not find any goofs in this episode of Homecoming, but let's keep going and uh, see what we find. Maybe we'll realize it as we speak about it. Right. I do have to preface this with I broke the number one Betty Squared rule where I said... rules? Yeah, where we're not supposed to talk about the episode until we get to here. Um, I was so shocked by something that happened in this episode. I sent Heidi a bunch of like scream face emojis Mm -hmm. and she's like, good. And I'm like, I don't know yet. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. Where, where would you like to start? Do you want to just go chronological? I was going to say that, or we could start with your scream face emojis. Cause I believe I know what they're about now. Okay. Uh, So whatever you feel. There's two possible places in this episode that I could have sent the screen face emojis. So which one do you think it is? I assumed it was Barchi. Yeah, it was Barchi. Yeah. What's the other place? I didn't... Frickin' Polly? Oh, yeah. But you wouldn't have... I... I... Although it wasn't said in the text, I felt the excitement from the screen faces. Like, good or okay. bad, there was, like, ex- but you wouldn't have felt that way about Polly. So that's why I knew it wasn't Polly. No. To be fair, I probably would have sent, like, skull and crossbone emojis. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> little demon faces. The little mad demon face. And it would have come next to, like, a blonde person emoji with a knife with me <laughs> being the devil face. And the two little red-headed babies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Ah. Uh, Okay, so let's just dive in. We're yeah. we got to talk about Barchi. Uh, first of all, that's the it. worst nickname ever. It is the worst. It's the, the worst. worst. It, it literally sounds like vomit. Bughead. Yeah, Bughead is so cute and like Bughead. And then there's Barchi. Barchi. Barchi's not cute. But I tell you what was cute. That sex scene in the shower was hot. It was hot. Face. It, wasn't, it wasn't cute. It was hot, though. It was hot. I'll give them that. And I thought they both looked so cute before as well. Like, I understood why they, like, got all, like, wow, wow. Like, in the moment before, like, when they were cleaning up the house and Betty's in her cute little overalls. Always Betty, like, girl next door. So cute uh, in her overalls. And then I realized in this episode... I need to go back and look at past ones, but I feel like they're putting Archie in clothes that fit him now, as opposed to maybe before when they put him in like a size up or something like that, so that it didn't show off his muscles so intensely, because like every single thing he wore in this episode, I was like, those arms, what the, what the hell? Like I, yeah, and we knew, like, but they really, really like are showcasing it now. I guess that's their way of being like, he's an adult or something. He went, he served in the, the army. Yeah. yeah. Cause army people are buff. Yeah. Cause of all the training they do. Yeah. Very true. Very, very strong. But yeah. And then, you know, sharing a shower. It did seem, it seemed, you know, very adult. Um, like a very, you know, mid twenties relationship sort of situation. And, yeah, I'm fine with it. I don't think they're endgame by any means. I still think Bughead's endgame. But I like them having fun and getting a chance to do the things that they kind of never got to do before. Have sex. Um, it's funny that their first time having sex together is in the shower, but why not? I don't 
know if that would really work, to be completely honest, having sex in a shower, because, oh no, Archie's strong, he could lift yeah. her up. That's, that's, that's the thing. <laughs> for the normal humans, not so much, but for a super strong Archie, I think he's okay. They made it work. Okay, recently. cool. I made that really awkward, and now I can actually feel my face blushing no. a little bit, and I don't blush. <laughs> no, not awkward. Realistic. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I do think, and again, talking about their hookup and how they were like, hey, can we just keep this between ourselves? Yeah. This is either going to be a reoccurring thing where they continue to hook up. Oh, yeah. But as we saw from the final bit of the episode, just jumping forward for a second, Veronica has left her husband in not so many words. So I think that she's going to start to make a play for Archie's attention again. And we're going to see him tormented, you know, where it'll be like Betty and Archie will be like, Oh yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. But it won't be fine. And that'll create tension. Yeah. If they, I wouldn't love that storyline. Um, I could see it going that way though. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't love, I wouldn't love that, but I could definitely see that happening. So we'll just have to wait and see, but I thought it was interesting, too. I thought it was interesting, too, that they were like, so we're going to keep it between us. And then their reasoning was like, Jughead and I haven't dated in seven years and Veronica's married. Those would be the reasons that you would tell them, right? Like, that's not the reasons to not tell them. Those are the reasons to to act like it doesn't matter because you haven't been together for seven years. So he has no claim on, you know, a relationship with you. And Veronica's married. Those are reasons to... Those are not the reasons to not tell them. The reasons to not tell them are that the last time we were all together, we were in relationships and you found out that we cheated with each other. So this is a confirmation that, you know, we're still doing that. Like, that's the reason not to tell them, but they don't (laughs) want to talk about that. I think, I think that was mostly that comment about like Betty and Jughead not being together for seven years and Veronica being married. I think that was to justify that what they did was okay. Yeah, totally. Versus this is why we are not telling them. Yeah, they just framed it in a way that was like, this is why we won't tell them. But it's like, no, these are the reasons why you don't care if they know or not. Not necessarily that you have to tell them, but you just don't really care if they know that you're hooking up with each other. I don't know. Right, exactly. So should we talk about my second almost screen (laughs) face emoji? Yeah, (laughs) yes. We've got the resurgence of Polly. Oh my god. Please tell me you thought of me as you saw that scene. Oh, of course I did. Of course. It's like, Jess is going to love this. Oh my god. I was like, look at that skank hoe with her like... (laughs) three-day-old mascara under her eyes. She's got no boobs, but still her bra happens to be, like, out of her shirt. It's a look. Like, something's going on here. Yeah, yeah. Like, even though she acted, like, normal-ish in the first scene that she was... Before we knew that she was, like, rolling with the ghoulies and stuff like that, um, she was acting kind of normal-ish. You could still... It was pretty blatant. Like, for an FBI agent, you would think you know, Betty would maybe get, which she kind of did, but get the cues a little bit earlier that something's up with Polly. But also, I'm sorry. So not only has Betty, like, and all of these guys not been to Riverdale, which means that, so Betty's not gone home for Christmas. Like, like she's not been aware of all of these things happening while they're happening. That seems crazy to me, but that's what they're leading us to believe. So, okay, fine. I don't know. I don't love yeah, that. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, when she's having that argument uh, with Polly towards the end and Polly's like, you abandoned us. You left us. Yeah. I was like, whoa, hold up. She went to college. That's what people do. Now, granted, your college here is, what, no, five four. years? Well, it depends because, it, I mean, a normal co- normal college run is four years. There are opportunities to graduate early and they're, you know, depending on how you take classes, full-time or part-time and stuff like that, it could be longer. So four is average. Okay. So she's been gone three extra years. But, yeah. okay, if she went to college and then she went to the FBI to train at Quantico, 
that explains a seven-year gap. That's not desertion. That's going to become a thing. That's going to study. That's going to become a a career person, an agent, you know? I, yeah, I just disagree to an extent. Okay. Because, like, the, th- the three years that she's in the FBI, sure, I can, I can get that maybe the last three years she hasn't been home for Christmases and things like that because she's had a rigorous schedule for training. But in college... You get time off. People go home for Christmas and holidays. Oh, sorry. That's not what I, that's not what I was referring to. I was referring to the fact of she didn't desert them. She left to go and do this thing. Sure. I, I, yeah, wasn't necessarily speaking on the fact that like she didn't come home on the breaks. I also thought that in the last episode before the time jump, she had said to Alice, or Alice had even said, I'll, I'll come, mm-hmm. I'll come up, you, I'll come home. So mm-hmm. again, maybe we just don't have enough answers yet to know why yeah. Polly feels like she's been deserted. I mean, Polly also, like, if it's true that Betty never came home for holidays, if she like just left and never came home, maybe they came to her for some holidays, but like for the most part, she didn't come home. Polly fully has the right to feel deserted. And even without that, like, even if she did come home for the holidays, but she, but Betty was so absorbed in her schooling and her training and stuff that she wasn't, like, aware if she even did go home, like, what was going on. Even with that and with how Betty treated her after the farm and with the farm and all that stuff, I, Polly and Betty haven't been close for a very long time. I think Polly has the right to feel deserted, but... She's also the older sister, so there's, like, this responsibility that, like, goes on to you if you're an older sibling that at least I know of in my relationship with my older sister. She takes care of me, like, and I, I'm an adult, and I, as much as I don't, like, need her to or want her to, I, she still does. So that Polly puts all this blame on Betty is, like, it's frustrating. I, I understand if Betty really did desert them like they're saying she did, then, you know, she has a right to be upset, but it goes both ways. It certainly does. But she's on drugs, so she doesn't know what she's talking about. Also, she's probably an addict. Yeah, so she's so everything that comes out of her mouth is a lie and can't be trusted anyway, so it doesn't really even matter what she says because she's on drugs. So The good news is... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure she's dead. I don't think so. Oh, God, I need her to be. I need her to go away. (laughs) I don't think she's dead. I think, I think that that's, yeah, because at the end, you know, with, with, it's got to be TBK. I don't think they're going to throw in a new serial killer when this, also because, like, if he's stalking Betty, then getting her sister is the easiest way to get to Betty. But also, like, Polly needs to die because I hate her. I know. I know you hate her. <laughs> um, I don't think she's dead, though. But, you know? We'll you know what? See. It'll be just my luck if it's freaking Jellybean that's the trash bag killer. So she'll kill Polly, and I'll be like, yes, they're both gone. And then she'll, like, rip off her weird garbage bag face yeah. cover and be like, haha, it's me, Jellybean. And I'll be like, god damn it, just when I thought I was rid of both of them. She's back. That would be wild. I really hope that that's not it. Yeah, I don't think it is. You never know. I don't think it is. She became a trucker and then, like, slowly became a serial murderer who's obsessed (laughs) with trash bags. What a, what an idea. I wonder if, just like how Betty was kept by the trash bag killer, I wonder if Polly and that girl from the last episode were also kept. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We didn't get info of how long he keeps his victims because... It didn't seem like he did. It seemed like Betty was the first. Well, I'm not sure. Because when she was talking about how his last victim before Betty was killed by the time she got there, it didn't seem like that was what they were anticipating. I think she thought she might be able to save her. So that would lead me to assume that there is a sort of wait period. But it all also depends because, I mean, anybody who, like, follows true crime and, like, listens to things about serial killers also know that, you know, different situations lead to different outcomes and 
and things like that. So, yeah, we'll see. Who knows? It's gonna be we'll interesting. See. Yeah. Uh, what? So Polly and the Ghoulies. Ugh, why are we still talking about her? I hate her. Well, we could just transition to the Ghoulies because that's the big thing. But she was like kind of the tie-in to the Ghoulies for Betty to get her into that storyline with Archie to then lead to them hooking up. Okay. What did you think of the Ghoulies in the house and that that raid? storyline. The only redeeming thing out of that raid storyline was how hot Sheriff Keller looked when he was baiting the crap out of one of those ghoulies. I was like, damn! So sexy. Yeah, he's an attractive man. Continues to be. Continues to be seven years later an attractive, that attractive man. is all I have to say about that. I also liked to see Betty, uh, you know, kicking ass, taking names. That's very fun. Um, yeah, the ghoulie thing, I didn't love the, like, weird illegal raid. I was like, this is illegal. Like, you have no warrant. You're just going in and you, you should. they should sue you for battery. Like, this is not legal. Like, yeah, like... Even is, wouldn't even the finding of the drugs be illegal yeah. because you didn't have a warrant to go in there? Like, as uh, my my note was, what is happening? It's <laughs> uh, it was a side storyline just for a side storyline's sake. Like, it had no real purpose. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if this is going to spark something that continues to happen in the future or whatever. But yeah, you're yeah. absolutely right. It would be totally inadmissible in court. Um, yeah. But I think it goes to show that Riverdale has become this kind of lawless town that totally. anything kind of goes. But yeah, in the real world, uh, as the owner of that house being rented out, you are within your rights to kick out a tenant. Now, if they continue yeah. to stay, they're, they're squatting. I don't they're know squatting. about... Um, squatting laws here in the u.s i know in australia my dad's uncle owned a store that some squatters um broke their way into and the law protected Mm -hmm. them but then my dad's uncle got around it because what happens is if you change the locks and then the squatters break back in that's breaking and entering so they got done on breaking and entering versus squatting so, again, mm. I don't know what the laws are in the U.S., but they were well within their rights to kick them out. And especially Mary, Archie's mom, is a lawyer. Yeah. Why doesn't she care? Why doesn't she Where care? Where has she, she been? She's never, <laughs> she... ever going to let this go, you know? There's yeah, a lot of plot it's holes. It's very weird. Yeah. Very weird. Yeah. Very, very. I also thought it was weird that... Like, earlier in the episode, Betty and Kevin are going through, like, Charles' stuff. It's like, they didn't ever go through his things after they arrested. Like, that seems wild. Like, why didn't they go through his things earlier? It's just weird. So that, um, I don't know if you recall, that guy that Betty was dating at Quantico said, oh, when you go back to Riverdale, make sure you go through your serial killer stepbrother's FBI stuff, like, make sure you shut that yeah. down. So I guess it just never got shut down. It just became, like, this little room that got tucked away. That's that's what's weird to me. I don't know. That's just weird, but okay. My um, very first note, though, of all my notes was, ha, 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 love that the tape that Betty plays is the tape in which she called her sister a bitch. I was like, yeah. I was like, I'm on board for that. <laughs> I mean, at the time, she was so, like, in the right uh, on that one <laughs> that's fine <laughs> i don't know i uh, yeah my first note is so ju- like the the last time jughead and betty spoke spoke was when he left a bad a bad voicemail that voicemail i think it wasn't even like described as negative or bad but obviously to make her not to make her think that he didn't want to hear from her anymore it must have been and also it was before his book launched but then she said that they haven't been together for seven years. The math doesn't quite add up. <laughs> we <laughs> the know math the math work. doesn't quite add up because of it being 2001. 
but them not being the graduating class of 2014. Also, okay, I have a little bit of a bone to pick, more mm. so than how much I hate the pollies back. Uh, why do we have to keep saying seven years? So even like you when to, Veronica, you have to be clear. we fucking know. Even when Veronica not. goes to to Hiram and says, look, you know, blah, 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 I need your help. And he's like, you remember that time you wanted to teach me a lesson and I was like all beat up and bloody. What was that, like seven years ago? Yes, it was seven years <laughs> ago because that's what the time jump was. Stop saying seven years. Oh, Jughead and I haven't dated in, what, seven years? Yeah, we know. Stop pretending it's probably more like six and a half, actually, because I don't think you broke up exactly seven years ago, but what do I know? Oh, no, no, they keep saying it because they're, you know why they keep saying it? They keep saying it because they want people to come back to the show, right? Anybody who wasn't watching like the last couple seasons or anybody new who's like, oh, there's a new time jump. It's a, it's a new story. So they want those new people to understand it's been seven years. That's why they keep saying it. Oh, God. I hate everybody. Except I yeah. don't, but I just do. It's valid. I think it's valid. Um, uh, man, there's just, you know, stuff. I'd like to see Alice again, but I was bummed that she was being so taken, adva- taken advantage of. I understand, like, she probably, when FP left, like, really threw herself into, like, this mother-grandmotherly yes, role. agreed. But it's a bummer to see her, you know, she had made so much progress. Yeah, and it was strange as well, because... Did you notice how messy the house was? How there was just crap yeah. everywhere? I mean, that kind of tends to happen when you have two kids, but, like... Right, Like, but... two young kids. I don't know, even, like, when she was making breakfast and stuff, like, she was so stressed and so focused, but then when she's out in public talking to, like, Tony and Archie and everybody like that, she's very put together. So Mm -hmm. something's going on. And then even when Betty sort of not attacked Polly, but was like, you don't work at that club that you said you work at. You're hanging out with the ghoulies. Alice Mm -hmm. very quickly defended her. So I'm wondering if Alice has kind of known all along that something's not going on with Polly, but she just doesn't know how to help her. And she's like, no, 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 everybody just stay calm. Everybody just chill, soothing, you know, ocean sounds. It's going to be fine. She'll pull herself out when she's ready. Like, I wonder if there's another, like, Alice mind something going on, mind meld. Totally. I can imagine that, like, because, you know, Alice had this really full life, before FP left. She had she a full house. She had, she had, you know, her daughter. She had her half, you know, her son uh, with FP come, come back from being dead and gone, basically. Um, or assumed dead for a long time. She had him back. She now had Jughead and Jelly Bean, And she had FP, this like super full life and full home. And then all of a sudden, all at once... You know, FP and Jellybean leave. Jughead leaves. She goes with Betty to take her to school and drops her off at school. Comes back to Riverdale to an empty house. Like, I, that's kind of like a stereotype uh, for parents. Like, the empty nester sort of situation. But right. it's real. Like, I can imagine that being a really big change in her not hand. It, it seems like she didn't handle that well. And so she looked for Polly and brought her brought her to her home and then they got the twins where were the twins i don't even know where the twins were did we see them at one point did we see two little redheaded kids or am i dreaming with no weren't they with as babies weren't they with tony and cheryl for a while that's what i thought but i guess maybe not anymore not anymore obviously and i wonder if cheryl because cheryl never leaves her house um, and only seems to leave her house when Tony asks her. So I'm guessing she ha- doesn't have a relationship with the twins, which is nuts. I would think that that would be something she would really want to foster. Did we not see the twins in this episode? Why do we I... saw them like in the background? Okay, we like cool. saw them like 
coloring at a table or something. They weren't like me. They didn't say anything. Right. I was going to say, did I just dream that I saw these two little kids at one point? No, we did. We did. Just in the background, kind of. Yeah. It was funny, too, because she, the first time she mentions them, she's like, she's talking with Betty and she tells Betty to like keep her voice down because she just got the kids to go to sleep. But it's like, they're like eight. They can, they can go to sleep on their own. Like, what do you mean you just got, it's not like a baby where you're like, I just got them to sleep. They never, like, they, these, these are like eight-year-old kids. Okay, like so those kids we saw were younger than eight. They're not eight. They looked like Yeah, they should, six. they should be like eight. It, they should be like at least eight. Right? Because they yeah. were born at the end of season one or whatever. Yeah, they, at least eight, if not nine. Yeah, they should be like eight or nine. Oh, boy. Riverdale, 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 what are you doing? Um, So many holes in the storyline. I noticed some uh, Riverdale-isms this episode. Nothing that we haven't heard before, but there was was two of them that I picked up on. American Mm -hmm. Excess Mm -hmm. and Five Seasons, which I laugh at the Five Seasons because there are not Five Seasons. Yeah, no, it's just the it's just the extra season that they've added in. So why not go Unless they're talking about spices. No, they're not. <laughs> they're trying to take off the four seasons. So why not make it the seasons hotel or the four uh, no, not the four seasons, the three seasons or the two seasons. Why make it five? Because there are not five seasons. That actually just pisses me off. Cause they don't want it to make sense because they want to piss it off piss us off um i just not to go back to the little blossom babies but one of my notes my note about them is just little redheaded incest blossom babies (laughs) so here's the thing when i was thinking about polly and like the tough times she's going through i wonder if it all just went to shit for her when she realized she had sex with her cousin and gave birth to her cousin's children yeah I mean, I can't think of a time in the show where Polly was okay. Like, she's just had a rough time. She, you know, had this forbidden romance with this boy. Who turned who out to be her up, cousin. <laughs> who turned out to be her cousin and ended up dead. Um, she was a pregnant teen with twins. Wrecked. Um... Then she joins a cult. She also gets put into, like, an asylum for a little bit with those nuns. She's just had a rough time. Like, she hasn't had a good time. So, like, I get it. But, like, I don't know. It's just been rough. I can't think of a time where she was not happy. Where she was happy. I can't think of a time like that. Hopefully she's dead now. So, hopefully we don't have to worry about her ever again. I don't think she's dead. I gotta tell you. I need her to be dead, Heidi. Make it happen. (laughs) I I do not have the power. I do not. I do not have it. I am not um, the one. <laughs> I am not the one. Oh, I, I thought, not to go back to the Barchie thing for too long, but I thought it was interesting that Betty's single, I guess. Okay, sure. What about Glenn? Yeah, yeah but that to me seemed like, you know, maybe like a a romance that she kind of isn't into. I, I also was totally. surprised when she said, oh, we're both single. I was like, oh. I didn't think you were, but maybe that's something that'll come back to bite her in the butt. Maybe he'll come in and he'll be like, what's going on? Who's this guy? And then Veronica's all like, oh my God, you guys slept together. How could you? It's like high school all over again. You know, (laughs) something, something dramatic like that. Exact quotes and spoilers for future episodes. Definitely. I have a feeling. Every time Veronica says Chadwick. I want to punch someone. It's the worst. It's the worst. I don't know if it's, it's the, worst. the name or how she says it, or maybe a combination of both. It's both. But like a Chadwick, a Chadwick, a wick. A wick makes me think of like a candle, and a Chad is like the male version of a Karen. <laughs> yes. Like, <laughs> who are oh, they? Like, they could have gone for any other name but Chadwick. Yeah, they could have. There's a lot of dumb, pretentious names, but they went with Chadwick. Uh, and also, did you hear her last name, which is his last name? Because yes. of course she took his last name. 
Because she's changed her last name 10 million times. Gecko. Gecko. I I heard that too. And like, it's not even on, it's not even on par with like the Riverdale world where it's like, um, Jughead Jones, Archie Andrews. It's Veronica Gecko. Gecko. Like, so bad. It's like like a little, little lizard. Yeah. Like yeah, the guys exactly. from the Gecko, uh, Geico commercials. Yeah. Yep. It's like they specifically chose something that sounds horrible to be like, this is a bad marriage because her name sounds really bad. <laughs> that's, but it was, that, that's it, what was it was so funny. It was so funny because yeah. it was like Sergeant blah, 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 Archie Andrews, Quantico and Harvard, uh, no, Yale alumni. Betty Cooper, uh, businesswoman and Barnard graduate, Veronica Gecko. Veronica Gecko. But, like, yeah. introduce that first, because it makes that whole entire scene completely comical. Yeah, totally. Why didn't we hear totally. it prior? How did Tony know that her new name was Gecko? I don't know. I don't know. Asked her, I guess. It's Saw okay. It she's going She's going to go back to Luna or Lodge. Uh, yeah. next episode oh, now course. that they're over. Yeah, which I'm sure is going to end easily and succinctly. For yeah. Her. Which it's like, what a turn of events. Like, last episode, you're celebrating an anniversary. You're kind of upset because he's he wants you to have kids earlier than you're ready to, but it seems to be a fine marriage otherwise, I guess. And then, like... We're one episode later and she's ready to divorce him. It's like, okay, here we go. <laughs> See, I... You could kind of tell Veronica wasn't on board even with that first episode where we saw her married. You know, totally. she's saying she's she's not happy. She wants to be, like, on the trading room floor again. She fucking used She-Wolf again this episode. Hated and I was, it. Oh, Hated it. Yep. No. Yeah, I just don't think the first episode was enough because there was that like, oh, celebrating our anniversary. Oh, it's still about the accident. That's the problem. Like, I, I just, I just, it was a very quick turnaround for me. And I was like, okay. I mean, I knew it was going to happen, so I'm not like shocked. But like, it's just very quick. Very quick. Yeah, but I mean, Riverdale, when they want to move on something, they move on it quick. Exactly. It's the same, same old thing. That's why it's like, especially like I'd seen some things of them, like not trying to rebrand, but kind of going, it's a fresh start. It's like, nah, it's the same old tricks. Like we're, you really aren't doing anything different. It's really the same. They're just a little bit older. Yeah. Oh, I'm just, I do think. Oh no, no, please go ahead. ahead. No, no, no. You go ahead. I think it's the, the teacher thing that they're all going to be teachers for a little bit is going to be interesting. I'm curious about what we're going to see them in school. I think a lot more than we ever did when they were actually in school. Okay. But here's the thing. Just because you graduated from somewhere doesn't mean you can teach on the thing that you graduated. You still have to go to teaching school. So what they're just, you have to get a credential. yeah, Yeah. They're just appointed teachers now. Yeah. They're just unaccredited. Like, Appointed teachers. That's illegal. Yeah. Also, Kevin. Teaching sex ed. (laughs) Poor guy. Oh, God. Poor guy. His delivery, Casey's delivery on that line was so spot on. Yeah. You could tell the way he said that was so brilliant that you knew exactly how uncomfortable he was. It was great. It was a real, like... I teach uh, my kids acting. Um, you know, I, I teach one-on-one lessons. I teach group lessons. Uh, I work with a lot of different youth programs around Central Florida, and I feel like that's a very teachable moment. His reaction, yeah, where you know exactly in that moment how he feels yeah. about what he's teaching. So <laughs> I think I'm going to have to add that to my list of like, quickly watch this and tell me what this actor is doing in this scene. You totally. know, because it's like, it's one thing to teach sex ed on its own, but it's another to be like, I'm teaching, you know, the laundry list of subjects that he's teaching. And then also biology. Sex ed. Yeah. Biology. So he's a scientist now. Do they teach that at Carnegie Mellon? I guess. 
Why? Wow, he's the most put together individual ever. I mean, that's always been true. True, it's sure. But seven years. Okay, he could have graduated with two degrees in seven years, I suppose. So he's yeah. gone to Carnegie Mellon for drama. And then what? He went to like Got a teaching MIT credential? or something. or No, I'm thinking more the biology. And wait, MIT is like computers, right? Yeah, it's like computers. Sure, computer science. Let's go with that. And we'll just call that biology. And we'll just call that biology. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't seem like anyone needs to be accredited in any particular way. Uh, so, you know. Um, but I think that'll be interesting. Awesome. And you, a thing I was thinking of today, actually, I was like, it would be really interesting if they kind of got back to, like, did a throwback to the very beginning with with Archie and his teacher having a relationship. It'd be really, because she's dead. Like, she died a long time ago. So we can't get right. her to come back. Mrs. Grundy. Yeah, Mrs. Grundy. Um, but I think it would be interesting, since he's a teacher now, if one of the students, like, had a crush on him or, like, there was, like, something there. And he realized how toxic that Mrs. Grundy thing really was. Ooh. You know what? As as inappropriate as that is and that I don't really want to see that on a TV show that uh, could potentially influence youth, mm. I think that would be an awesome thing for him to realize how inappropriate it was yeah. and how much I think he thought he important. was an adult. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I do too. But they, again, they're going to have to be very careful if they're going to take that path. Well, I mean, sure. A you don't want to glamorize it, which is what they no. did in season one. Yeah. And what a lot of TV shows do, but that's what I, that's exactly why I want them to tackle it because I want them to de-glamorize it for him to see the reality that she was a person in power who had power over him as a student and that she manipulated him and it was wrong. I think that that would be amazing to see it through a different lens. But I've never had a crush on any teacher Um, ever. I had a, I had, I thought a teacher was attractive, but I, not even that for me, gross little child. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, I don't. Not, not even, like, in college was I like, wow, my professor's hot. Never. Never had a crush. Never thought any of my teachers were good looking. And now, as a teacher, I've never had that about any of my students. Wow. God forbid. Jeez. You know. I, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm very fortunate that I guess I'm very, like, well, turned off in that department. I'm not easily attracted to people, and I hope that they're not easily attracted to me, especially if I'm in the position of power there, you know? Well, yeah. That's creepy. Well, because, yeah, it's exactly that, that, that it's not, it doesn't, and it also doesn't even matter if a student is attracted to their teacher. That's not the student's fault, and it's not the teacher's fault. It's the teacher's fault if they're a predator and right. are and, you being know, predatory. Instigating it. You know, over over these kids. Um, so, but that was just a thought I had today. I was like, that would be interesting. I don't know if they're going to do that at all. I assume they probably won't, but it'd be kind of interesting. Um, it would be. We'll, we'll see. see though. Um, I love Tabitha. I don't know too much else about her in my notes. So I had but a I love note her. on her. Yeah. Is this the first time we've seen her? Have we seen her before the time jump? I can't remember a time where we'd seen her before, but I don't know. I could not be remembering. Okay, so here's the thing. I had a look on the CW website, and it has, you know how it has everybody's time capsule? You told me about that. Yeah. It has one for Tabitha. Yeah. Now, I didn't go into it, and I didn't look, but I'm assuming then we might have seen her in some episode somewhere. But until this episode, I didn't even know that Pop had a granddaughter. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember if we've seen her before. I kind of think we haven't. If if we have seen her, I don't think we saw this actress. I think we saw a different, younger actress. Okay. Well, it's very much evident yeah. that she's going to become a part of this. Yeah, which is great. We need somebody new to take over for Pop. Because Pop, we're tired. My note about Pop is to Pop Tate. Who brings all the boys to the yard with his milkshakes. <laughs> and the girls as well. Yeah, yeah. It's just the line. <laughs> you know? It's just the lyrics. So. I do. 
Who sung that song? Oh, I don't know. I can look it up. It's on, like, the tip of my tongue. I think it's somebody, like, not Monique, but it starts with an M. I'm sure of it. And not because it's Milkshake. Or maybe. I bet it's going to start with something like an S or whatever. (laughs) It'll be something completely random. Are you looking it up or do you want me to? Yeah, I'm looking it up. It's Kellis. Or Kelly's. Oh, no, Kellis. I I think it was Kellis. Cool. That starts with an M. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, you got it. You You were right on the money. Nailed it. Nailed it. Oh, God. Um, I have a very funny note to follow up my very poor memory and spelling abilities. Nice. Uh, Seven years later, and Smithers is still alive. Smithers is still kicking. (laughs) Still going. I couldn't even say that with a straight face. That sweet baby angel of a man is still alive. So, yeah. Yeah. Just doing his thing. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord almighty. That, um, uh, that, that just cracked me up as a little side note. Valid. Um, yeah, I was surprised to see, see him still around, but, you know, going for it. Um... I, I just, I'm sad about Cheryl. My note is, why isn't anyone trying to talk to Cheryl? Like, she's at the, like, that big meeting thing, and, like, she's sitting in the back all by herself. Like, no, nobody's interested in saying hi to Cheryl? <laughs> okay. I'm just sad. <laughs> I'm just sad about Cheryl. I want the best for yeah. her. Yeah. I, I do too, but I feel like, you know, her sitting in the back keeping to herself, I wonder if, like, the meeting started and then she just kind of snuck in. I think She seems like, yeah. you know, baby steps. She's slowly, slowly um, making her way back out into public. And I was a little confused, and perhaps you can elaborate on it. So she is the anonymous donor. Well, she's not anonymous anymore, but she's the donor that's helped to save Riverdale High. Yeah. But the town is still becoming incorporated. Unincorporated. Unincorporated. So what were they? They they always knew that the Hiram was going to try and get the town to become unincorporated. Yeah. So why are they keeping Riverdale High open like, shouldn't they have tried to, like, get more people on side to keep the town incorporated? I'm con- I was confused by that. I don't... I genuinely don't know. I have no idea. Um, I mean, because the, the high school... I guess it is that even if it's in an unincorporated area, the, the school can still exist. It's just not going to get funding in the way that it would if the town still existed, I think is the thing. Right. But it still can exist. Also... If everybody else is becoming a teacher, why wouldn't Cheryl become the art teacher? Because she's busy making um, replicas of the masters. Correct. And building her house room by room by room. But still, that would have been fun. Also, this is fun. What subjects do you think everybody's going to teach? Okay. Archie's going to teach football. He'll be like the coach. Mm. And P. Yeah, he'll be like the gym teacher. Uh, Betty will teach, like, physics or chemistry or, like, there'll be, like, a code-breaking class. <laughs> Puzzles. <laughs> that, Puzzles. That's why class. I'm thinking science. Um, yeah. Veronica will teach home ec. I don't think so. I think the opposite, uh, that's the opposite of what she wants to do, right? Uh, she doesn't want to be the stay-at-home mom. She wants to, so maybe like a, a math. Yeah, I could see her class. teaching math. She worked with numbers. Uh, Kevin will still teach, teach uh, drama. And Jughead will teach English. Yeah, he'll teach English. Hey, that's a pretty that's solid education. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm kind of down for that. Now I kind of want to go to their school. I don't want to go back to high school, um, but it'll be interesting to watch all of these 20-somethings uh, in a high school together, uh, teaching slightly younger minds. <laughs> well, I only have two notes left, and they're both a little bit just like, one's funny, one's just more of a comment. Uh, just, God forbid, I do this, but it's it was too bad not to mention. I have to go back to Polly for just a second. 
Mm. What was with her weird crimped hair, but just on top of her head? It wasn't anywhere else. Did you notice that? It's like a thing that they're doing in um, in TV now. A little TV piece hair. of crimped hair on the top? Yeah. Why? Well, like different sections being slightly crimped. I noticed it a lot in The Hundred. Um, they did it a lot of the time because a lot of the times for those characters, they were meant to be like, we live outdoors in the woods. And like, it was a lot of those sort of characters where it's like, my hair's out crimpers into a tree. Yeah. For power. But (laughs) yes. But, um, but basically what it seems to me is like a way to do like a slightly unkept look that still is used with heat so that it's not frizzy. Like, so that they want to do the, like, natural sort of hair look, but they don't want it to be frizzy like natural hair tends to be. Yeah, but it was a TV. square. It was one square I know, I, I, in the yeah. center of her head. I think it's just meant to look like her hair is unkept. It looked atrocious. It didn't even look, like, unkept. It just looked like they'd hired somebody who's never done hair before. Yeah, it's weird. It's a weird choice. I don't know why they're bringing in those tiny little crimpers. I've seen it. I've seen it in a few different shows, but I know for sure the hundred did it. So, yeah, it's like a thing. I don't know why it looked atrocious. Okay, cool. Well, then the last note that I have is holy crap. Betty's TBK nightmare where he was over the top of her bed scared the the shit out of me. That was that was a good jump scare on Riverdale's part. That was terrifying. Yeah. It was interesting for them to do a jump scare there. I guess they have done jump scares in the past, like maybe a couple, but yeah, it was a good jump scare. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it yet. I think we just, I'm into Riverdale being creepy. I've always been into like it being like creepy and dark. Um, Like a little supernatural? No, not like supernatural. Just, like, dark. Like, like it was in season one. It just right. was... It was just darker then. So I'm interested in them going back. It was just such a... Just a glimmer... A dark glimmer of a moment um, that we kind of got away from pretty quickly. So I, I I would like to see more and not just, like, one jump scare in an episode to kind of throw you off. But... Right, right. We'll see. Yeah, indeed we I'd will. i be into it. Yeah, it's it seems. I'm trying to see if I have any... Other notes. I don't think so. Loving uh, Betty's hair. Yes. I I like what they're doing with it. She's experimenting. Gone is the ponytail. Totally gone. We haven't seen a single ponytail. So only been very different things. Buns or like the half up, half down. Half down. Mm -hmm. With her very long hair now. Um, And Archie and Jughead are roommates again. Always back to each other as roommates. Yeah, that's sweet. I like that too. Yeah. But yeah, otherwise I think that's about it. All right. So let's rate the episode. And we decided we want to do milkshakes instead. Right. So for anybody um, just joining us for the first episode ever, we normally grade the episode. Uh, Last week, Heidi and I both abstained from voting because I was furious and Heidi was (laughs) uncertain. And then mm-hmm. we talked about now that they're no longer in high school, we can't really give them a grade like you would get in high school. So we are updating our ranking system to milkshakes. How many pops milkshakes does the episode get? So Heidi, why don't you go first? Are you doing a one through five or one, one through ten? I think one through five. One through five. five being the best, one being the worst. Also, I like that we had discussed last time, like, oh, well, they don't, they're not in high school anymore, so we can't grade them. Joke's on us. They still are. in high school. <laughs> but um, they're not students. They're, so. Yeah, they're just now the teachers. Um, man, I think I'm going to give it two milkshakes. I okay. don't. I don't see a ton of rewatchability with this episode. I'm curious to see where some... I think we're still just getting into, like... We're still getting settled. And we haven't, like, firmly landed on too many storylines and uh, i'm curious to see where things go but it just i don't see a lot of rewatchability with this episode understood understood okay i'm gonna go three milkshakes okay 
Um, That's pretty good compared to last time. Girl, I was ready to flip a table last time. I'm going to go three milkshakes. Um, Yeah, like a two and a half, three. Yeah. Because I really, I liked that Betty and Archie finally hooked up. Mm-hmm. I like that things are getting, I'm getting some answers. And that was my biggest frustration of last week's episode, that I wasn't yeah. getting answers. So, yeah. yeah, I'm on board. I'm on board for this episode. Um, I still need more answers, but I'm trying to be oh, patient. Right. And it's very hard for me because patience is not, not one of my strengths. But, <laughs> yeah, three milkshakes from me. Yeah, I think that's and pretty solid. Let's talk about our wonderful gal, Betty. What would she do? Oh, Betty, she would talk to, you know, a very important ex for the la- for the first time in a long time uh, at the beginning of the episode. She would focus on her family more than she has in a while, I guess, uh, and continue with her FBI sort of training in helping Archie raid a home and get people arrested because they're, you know, drug dealers and stuff, and they got drugs. Um, And then she would hook up with an old flame, really, really satisfy a need from, like, a 14-year-old Betty (laughs) back (laughs) in the day. Um, And, you know, she'd be living her best life, uh, I guess. Through all the post-traumatic stress. Through all the post-traumatic... She'd be doing her best with that post-traumatic stress. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't really also, just very quickly, we didn't get an answer on why Jughead was kind of so standoffish when Tony and Archie came to the table. Maybe that's just his face. Like, sometimes people say to me, they're like, what's wrong, Jess? And I'm like, nothing, I'm fine. They're like, oh, you look really upset. And I'm like, that's just my face. (laughs) Well, and, well, yeah, and it's interesting, too, because he, you know, was very standoffish with the core four, and then... When he later went down into the serpent bar, the white worm, and asked for a job, he seemed pretty open. And then they all retaliated against him, the serpents, being very upset with him. So, yeah, interesting dynamics, I guess. I think, yeah, he holds a grudge against them because they didn't come to Pops, I think is probably what it is. But we'll have to wait and see. We still don't really have answers about Jughead yet. Yeah. I just hope he pulls himself out of the hole that he's in because it <sighs> makes me sad to see him like that. Yeah, me too. I don't like it. Yeah. All right. Well, new week, new episode. We'll see what uh, lies in store. But mm-hmm. we'll we'll catch you next time for another episode of Betty Squared. Bye. Bye.